Perception, Perception is reality. Reality. Well, hello there, good people. You didn't probably think you would ever hear my voice again here on this feed. Perception is reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to this 197th episode of Perception is Reality. My name, in case you've all forgotten, is Christopher H. Bilbrey. I am your host, and I want to welcome you. Those of you that are here and clicking on this link, thank you for giving me a little bit of your time. I want to start out by saying, uh, you guys don't deserve to hear me give you any excuses, but I'm going to at least tell you what's been going on. So, for those of you that have been around for a while, for those of you that are just clicking on this, and this is your first episode, you're probably going to be like, what's, what's going on? But for those of you that have been here for a while, and for those of you that have gotten used to listening to me on a weekly basis, even if I'm not putting something out every Tuesday, at least you got in the zone of knowing that you could listen every week. And I know that I've been gone for a while. I know things have been very sporadic for quite some time. But I'm going to try to explain this to you. And hopefully, after I've done that, we can get into a little bit of commentary because I have a great commentary planned. And hopefully we will all be better on the other side of this. For those of you that have been around for a while, you'll probably remember an episode Back some time ago now, honestly, in the timeline of shows, meaning the numbers of shows, chronologically ordered, it wasn't too long ago, but now it's been back in July. On July 12th, I recorded a show called The Return. I don't know what number it is right off the top of my head, but I I, I recorded a show called The Return. And when I recorded that show, I think it was episode 188, so it was less than 10 shows ago, but it's been like five months now, four, whatever. When I recorded that show, I had popped on after the intro and said, I apologize, I'll be back, I'm going to make weekly episodes and I'm going to put it out, you'll get it every Every week on Tuesday, no later than 5 p.m. on Tuesdays. And I had made that pledge, and I was serious about it. But, you know, I'm a believer, and they always say the way to make God laugh is to tell him your plans. Now, unbeknownst to me, I did not know this at the time that I had made that pledge to you. A few weeks before that recording, I had ran into an individual that a couple different people told me I needed to have a meeting with. And if you follow me on social media, if you follow anything else that I do outside of just listening to this, you're probably already aware of who I'm talking about. But for those of you that solely listen to this episodes and and don't know me on social media or, or anywhere else, I ran into a cat called Joshua Kimbrell. And I had I had first met him 
the end of May, the end of May 2022 this year, you know, back in back in early early summer. And this guy was a community activist, community watchdog. I I really didn't know what to make of him at first. He he had the makings of a first amendment auditor and you've all heard me talk about first amendment auditors before and I'm kind of leery of that. But I was watching what he was doing and I was listening to what he was doing and outside of what was going on content-wise, I really liked what this dude had to say. And I was listening to what he was saying off camera while he and I were talking and I thought, this guy's not an auditor. This guy is a political activist. This guy is quite possibly a political commentator. He wants to make things better. He wants things to be better, not just for clicks and views. He's not just out here making content. He really, truly wants things to be better for his wife, for his children, for his neighbors, for you. And so he and I got to talking, and we did a couple collaborations, live videos, things back and forth. He was on YouTube. He did that. He didn't have a podcast. He just made content on YouTube, and it was sporadic, and it was doing whatever he did. And he kept talking to me, and I was talking with him, and we would bounce ideas off of each other, and some things he would do I would like, some things he would do I I didn't necessarily agree with always, but I was like, okay, I see where he's going. Then I made the recording of, of July 12th, the episode 188. It was called The Return, and I told you all, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We're going to get back to basics. And in that episode, I told you that I felt like I was missing something. And I wanted to get back to basics and and look for what that was. And we had a couple of good episodes after that. Now, admittedly, I did not release them all every Tuesday by 5 p.m. And that's the part that you guys don't know. So, unbeknownst to me, outside of my plan, there was a bigger plan in motion. And on July 30th of that of, of this year, of 2022, the Winchester City Police Chief, John Reed, was fired for sticking up for the Constitution. John Reed was fired from his job. He's still a police officer. He was demoted, rather. He was demoted from being police chief because he said, I will not violate a citizen's rights. Now, I'm recording this in November of 2022. Matter of fact, when I'm recording this, I'm just about a week away from the five-year anniversary of when I was arrested in Winchester by a Winchester police chief, Richie Tucker, for speaking in a Winchester City Council meeting. My My rights were wildly violated. 
I jokingly, but not jokingly, call myself a political prisoner at that point. I was arrested because I was trying to redress my government. And you all know that story. I'm not going to get into that. If you are new and you don't know that story, stick around, look up my other content, and follow what you hear throughout the rest of this podcast, and it will start to make sense. But you have to understand, I had a bad taste in my mouth when it came to law enforcement in Winchester because I thought, you know, these guys, the leader, the chief of the department is willing to arrest somebody for speaking in a meeting. That's insane. I filed a federal lawsuit. We went through that whole big ordeal. I come out victorious. And we're all here, and I'm talking to you because of that, honestly. Like I said, long-time listeners will know that story. If you're new and you're interested for more, I promise, I promise we'll get there. Or you can go looking back through older episodes, and I'm, you'll find plenty to fill in the blanks. So I have always, even though I moved on from Winchester... And even, I still stay involved in what goes on in Winchester, but I don't follow the law enforcement there as, as heavily, and, and I'm not, not like involved with them daily. I still periodically would keep my eye on what was happening. And four years ago or so, let's see, when in 2019, when... The mayor that's there now was first elected, Bob McCoy, who I'm not a fan of. When he came into power, he put a police officer, John Reed, in charge of the department. Now, John Reed was the deputy police chief at the time of my arrest. He was kind of involved on the outside peripheral view of what was going on, but he wasn't fully involved with that, and it wasn't his doings. So while I wasn't sure about him, I didn't have like a major hard-on for him. I, I didn't have a major issue with him, all right? He was just in a position that he may not have wanted to be in. I wasn't sure. So as the years continued on, 2020, 2021, I had heard nothing but good things about this police chief. I had heard nothing but good things about the department, how he treated his men and women that worked underneath him, how they treated the citizens. And I thought, okay, wow, well, this guy was meant for leadership in this kind of role, and he's turning things around. Then, then comes July 30th, 2022, when John Reed was demoted. He was pulled out of the chief's office. His deputy chief lost his position as deputy chief as well, and they were both booted back to the road. 
They were both made patrolmen. They they didn't even take on their old rank, which in the police world, if you're a sergeant or a lieutenant or a captain and you're appointed to the police chief's position, when that appointment ends, if a mayor is elected or something changes, when you leave that office, if you don't retire, you go back to your original rank that you were at, sergeant, lieutenant, captain. Well, that didn't happen in this situation. They booted these guys back to, to patrolmen, essentially. And the reason that happened was because they would not violate the rights of Joshua Kimbrell. So I got heavily involved with Josh in that, and we put on protests against the mayor of Winchester in favor of this police officer. And so all of that happened. And basically what happened from there was a friendship was born out of Joshua and I, and we decided that we wanted to try to do a long-term collaboration. And so Josh and I and a couple of my other friends, producers Kate and Niles from here at this podcast, producer uh, honorary producer Brandon Rudd, a friend of mine. He's he's been on the podcast here. They we all decided that we wanted to work together. So basically, from August until just here recently, we have been in the process of kicking off a whole nother podcast birthing it from nothing, putting it together, getting all of the pieces in play. Now, when I say that, it's it's interesting because obviously as someone who's been a long-time podcaster here, most people would think, oh yeah, he knows how to do all of that and he knows what he's doing and that should be easy. And I have to tell you, when I created this show and I started doing the things that I was doing to get this out to all of the different podcast hosting sites and all of that, I had no clue what I was doing, so I was just acting. I was just out there doing things, and every time something good would happen, I would be like, oh, cool. And every time something bad would happen, I would be like, whoop, I'm not going to do that again. So I will have to, I will confess this, that I thought I knew more than what I did. So when we got to the point where we were starting to launch things, I was like, oh, yes, I can do the audio podcast side of this. And I'll, I'll be honest, because I thought I knew more than what I actually did, I made it so much harder. And so we had to bumble through those things. And so I am... Not here to say, please, please forgive me, and, and here's my excuses, my excuses. I'm just here to say the reason I have been so sporadic is because I've literally been burning the candle at every... I, I, not, I, not only was I burning the candle at both ends, I threw the candle into the fire. I melted the candle in one nuclear atomic explosion. Just it vaporized. There was no more candle to burn. I was doing all of the local stuff. I was doing everything that I was doing 
here trying to collect information and put together shows and episode topics. I was running through an election at the time, and I was also building friendships and, and trying to put together a whole nother baby podcast. And I neglected perception as reality. So, I am happy to say, if you have been somebody that listens to this podcast and you like what you have heard here in the past, we have a whole nother podcast. If you remember the last episode that I recorded two or three weeks ago, episode 196, I did a fake commercial and we talked about bop. Do you bop? Are you a bopper? Do you want to bop? Bop, 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 bop. We said it all the time, bop. B-O-P. That's because that's the name of our other podcast. BOP is an acronym for the for Bastards of Politics. The name of our other podcast is The Bastards of Politics. And it's myself, it's Josh and Brandon. And then producers Kate and Niles are there. And it's a good time. If you're interested in catching The Bastards of Politics... You can do so live. It's a little bit different than this show. We record a live video and audio show. You can watch us live on YouTube at the YouTube channel, The Bastards of Politics. In your YouTube search bar, you can just type in The Bastards of Politics. Or in your search bar on Google or DuckDuckGo or whatever you use, you can simply type in youtube.com forward slash the at symbol, the bastards of politics, all one word. So it's youtube.com forward slash at the bastards of politics or at symbol, the at symbol, the bastards of politics, all one word. We release live video episodes Weekly, Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. We release them Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. Right now, we go once a week. We might be looking at increasing that as the show picks up. Also, on the Bastards of Politics YouTube channel, there are three other content play channels that are in there, playlists, there is Civic Duty, the Civic Duty content playlist, and that is Josh's content outside of the main show, the Bastards of Politics podcast. That's all of his content, the way that he was originally doing it. I also have a channel there called Bilbrey Live at Nine. That takes the place of my old live episodes I would do on Facebook alone, now they're on YouTube and Facebook, and instead of being at 8.30 or 9.30, 5, they're now at 9 o'clock on YouTube, and then I copy it over to Facebook, so that's Bilbrey Live at 9, and then there's also Rudd's Room, which is Brandon Rudd, uh, and he will be releasing his content there. So you can find a lot of other content. The, the bad thing is I neglected this show for several weeks. The good thing is now everything is starting to run smooth. 
I will be back, and I promise you, I will do my very level best to get content out here on a weekly basis. I'm going to do my very damnedest to make sure that it's Tuesdays. Sometimes it might be Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. But I will get back here, and I will get to releasing content on a weekly basis here. The good thing about this is you will still have your content here and everything that we talk about here. And now we will also have the Bastards of Politics. And they're not just duplicates of the same thing. The Bastards of Politics focuses on a lot broader national topics. We're talking about what's going on in the White House. We're talking about what's going on in Congress. We're talking about what's going on at state-level government in Indiana or other states around the country. We're talking about bigger news issues that other commentators are talking about. So now you have the best of both worlds. If you want to hear my commentary here on citizen involvement and uh, local politics and what's going on, you can come here to Perception is Reality. Of course, as always, I'm going to ask that you share the show with everyone you know. Please share this episode out. Tell folks you know that we have been a little hit and miss, but we are back. We're back, baby. I promise. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Producers Kate and Niles, I appreciate everything they've done. And now I even have the supporting team of Brandon and Josh. They can also help out here. But we're going to have content here. Share the show with everyone you know. Perception dot fireside dot fm perception dot fireside dot fm is the home link and then of course we are on all podcast hosting sites outside of that so we can be found everywhere so please 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 share that show and then also now if you also want to hear a broader commentary on national politics and you want to hear three people's opinions versus one, and a lot of other commentary, well, now you can slide over to the Bastards of Politics, and you can hear from myself, you can hear from Josh, you can hear from Brandon, Kate and Niles are also involved with it, and that is the Bastards of Politics on YouTube, Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, live, you can watch it, and then, directly following the show, we upload that audio of the show to all podcasting hosts everywhere as well. You can find the home link for that show at thebastards.fireside.fm. So this is perception.fireside.fm, and that is thebastards.fireside.fm. Dot .fm you can listen to the audio episode but why listen to the audio episode when you can go to YouTube and you can watch it live on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern or you can watch it live and repeat there on video it's it's a little bit different when you can watch us and and you can look at the content that we're looking at and you can watch the videos that we're watching so now you have the best of both worlds Please, please, please share the show, share all of that information because we're just giving you 
more content, more places to find it in, and I think it's going to be bigger and better for everyone. So with all of that said, that's what's been going on. I apologize. I am so, 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 so sorry. But now I want to get into the content that I have had specially planned out for you all for this episode. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll be getting into that part of the show, and I'm going to be talking about what has happened since the election and this epiphany that I have had after watching what occurred in the election, and I think it's going to be something rather interesting for you all. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to this 197th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. It's great to be back. Sit tight. We'll be right back. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers greater confidence in you. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information, appraisal, and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing under license in all 50 states and MLS consumer access number 3030. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Episode 197, and this is where we get into the meat of this episode. When we last left off in episode 196, we were staring down the November 2022 midterm elections. Obviously, now we are a couple weeks past the midterm elections. We have had time to dissect what's happened either locally, at the state level, in some cases nationally. Hell, in some cases nationally, I think the election is still going on, which is just a whole nother issue. And if you want more on that, turn into... Uh, tune into the Bastards of Politics. I'm sure we'll be covering that uh, in the other weeks to come as, as it continues to be more and more of a joke. But yeah, there's weirdness going on within our elections. I think before we deal with anything, before we deal with anything, specifically here in Indiana, we need to deal with the straight ticket voting. All right. If we want to talk about craziness within elections, if we want to talk about needing good, secure elections, if we want to talk about having fair elections, Indiana needs to do away with the straight ticket voting. All right. I, I, I cannot believe that we are, what, what is it, one of five one of six or seven, maybe I, I think it's six or six or seven. We are one of six or seven states left in the country that does some form of straight ticket voting, meaning you go in to the ballot box on election day, and the very first question that you are 
faced with on your ballot is, do you want to press this button, boop, for straight Republicans, or do you want to press this button, boop, for straight Democrats? And I think now, even this year, this year or maybe the, the election before, it even had a place for straight libertarian, boop, all three candidates, boop. I'm telling you, we need to get rid of that. Now, the problem we face in Indiana is this helps the Republicans. And the Republicans are in a super-duper-duper-duper majority here in the state of Indiana. We have massive, massive, massive Republicans in the state house. We have them in the governor's office. We have them all over local government in cities and counties all over. Now, people might say, well, wait a minute, isn't that good? No, let, let's be really honest. Republican is only the quote-unquote good answer over the Democratic answer if the Republican candidate is a really good candidate. When we are electing complete turds, over other very qualified candidates just because they're a Republican, that's not good. I want to look at two specific candidates. Candidate Diego Morales, who is now Indiana Secretary of State-elect Diego Morales, and I want to look at a race in Henry County where a gentleman was elected to be the Henry County Township trustee. And this man, I, I'm not saying anything about him as a person or personally, I don't know this individual, but just looking as an outsider at the information known, because it wasn't like he was holding big events, it wasn't like he was putting out ads everywhere. Matter of fact, I'm not even sure he spent a lot of money on the campaign. I have no idea how much money he raised, how much money that he gave to the campaign of his own money. It's more essentially like he ran as a warm body candidate or what some will call a paper candidate on you know on paper they're they're there just to give a second choice but he won but looking at the information known the democratic candidate was by all means by all intents and purposes the better candidate hands down somebody who's worked closely with the outgoing official somebody who has been on the board and someone who should have won but this gentleman won and he has a long criminal history. He has a long history with financial uh, decisions that have not been good. He has, he has questionable financial background, and he has issues that if voters would have known about, if voters would have had to go down and select his name versus the name of the Democrat candidate... And if they would have known anything about this gentleman, more than likely he would not have won. But because, because he was fortunate enough to have the Republican, the R behind his name, he won because of the straight ticket voting. Not because of some crazy red wave, but because of the straight ticket voting. We need to do away with that. 
And it's laughable to say that because we here in Indiana, specifically, are dealing with a situation where we have a massive, massive, massive supermajority of state Republicans in charge. We have a governor that's Republican. The state house is mainly Republican. The state representatives are Republican. Heavy, 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 heavy Republican. The state senators are heavy, 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 heavy Republican. And then all across the 92 counties, county commissioners, county councils, county county elected offices like sheriff, coroner, treasurer, auditor, so on and so forth, all Republican, city offices, mayor, city clerk, city council, Republican, town council, town clerk, all Republican. All over Indiana, it's Republican, 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 Republican. So they feel that these straight-ticket voters, well, hell, they, they help them out. They help keep them in power. And we, as the citizens... We either, we're doing one of two things. We're either out here great, greatly displeased with this, or we're out here saying, eh, okay, well, I'll go vote straight ticket next time. Voting takes, voting takes people like 30 seconds. You go in, you put, push the one button for straight party voting, and you're like, I did my deal. I, I, I did my duty. I voted. It's over. Hey, yay. It took me like 10 minutes at the at the ballot booth. I like went through, I was mulling things over in my mind. I pressed like one person's name and I really thought about it and I was like, nah, I, 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 I deselected that name. I pressed another name. I like really walked through this. And it was interesting because when I walked in, I looked at who else had walked up to the, to the voting booths around me. And there were like two or three cycles of people that went through before I was done. Matter of fact, at one point, the, the voting person from across the way, she didn't walk up to me, but she said, sir, do you need help? And I was like, no, no, I'm just voting. Sorry, I'm not voting fast enough for you all. Sorry, I'm not hitting just straight ticket Republican. In Henry County, Indiana... It actually prompts you, if you don't vote straight ticket, if, if you see that first question come up, do you want to vote straight ticket, Republican, straight ticket, Democrat, or straight ticket, Libertarian, and you select no, that you want to see the whole ballot, it like sends you a prompt like you've done something wrong. And I guarantee you that there is at least a handful of people that thought, oh, I did something wrong here. I have to go back and select straight Republican, straight Democrat, straight, liber straight Libertarian. And they did that, and their vote was over. I guarantee you there's people that did that. And that's, that's so wrong. There's, there's got to be a reason why we don't do this in all 50 states in America. We are one of only a very few left. One of like six or seven, I think at the most, that still allow this. And what this does is it allows shithead candidates to win. 
and we're inundated with that. This is something that should rile people up. How can we get this changed? We, we, the state officials are not going to change it, but there's more of us than there are them, and I'll talk about that towards the end. But I, I first of all, let's let's look at Diego Morales. He was the Republican candidate for Indiana Secretary of State. And I want to be very clear. Everybody knows that I was pushing for Jeff Moore. He was the Libertarian candidate. Had him on the show a couple of times. I, I, I grew to, to really enjoy talking with him. I think he's a great guy. He was a great candidate. I wanted him to win. If he didn't win or couldn't get across the, the finish line as the winner, I wanted him to at least get the 10% that he needed to change Indiana politics. He didn't even make that. If he didn't get that 10%, I at least wanted him to come in second in some counties, and I'm not really sure what the total of that is. I'm not sure if that happened in any of the 92 counties, but I know that he didn't come close to what his goals were. Now, that being said, he did he did win with... I don't know what the actual numbers are, but quite a bit more than the last libertarian that ran for Indiana Secretary of State. So he did a hell of a job. He did an amazing thing. And he if that's what's going on with the libertarian candidates. They're just chunking away more and more and more numbers. So he did an amazing job. But he was beat by the nonsense. He was beat by Diego Morales, the candidate who, leading up to Election Day, had at least two women claiming sexual assault by him. And we're not going to get into all of that because it's been played out and, and people know of that story. If, if you want to hear more about it, you can go check all of that out there. It's, it, it is out there. Uh, they, they haven't really went more into the claims. I don't know what's going to come of that. But let's just say he, he at least, he was facing that. On top of that, he was facing questions about what he did when he purchased a vehicle with campaign funds, whether he was breaking the law there or not. He was facing questions and scrutiny about his military career, whether or not he lied or misrepresented whatever he, his military career was versus what it really was. And that's really bad. And in my opinion, specifically among the Republican voters, they would normally be like, wait a minute. You lied about this? You misrepresented this? Like, to me, conservatives and Republicans, like, really normally would say, wait a minute, I, I'm not okay with that. Yet, <laughs> look what they did. And then on top of that, to me, one of the worst things about this individual is the fact that he has been fired from the office of the Indiana Secretary of State Two times in the past. So the office that he was running to be in charge of, he's actually been fired from two other times in the past. That's a pretty crazy situation there. Like, what was going on that that would happen? And, and now we feel, or he feels that he can lead it, and apparently we feel he can lead it because we put him in that position. And then, to top it all off, 
We're not even really sure what's going on with this dude as it, as it pertains to voting. The Indiana Secretary of State is the chief election officer. And there's questions about voter fraud with this guy. He voted in a county different from where he accepted his homestead credit. So there's all sorts of reasons why Diego Morales should not be the Indiana Secretary of State elect. However, the state Republicans... All up and down the ballot, local Republicans were helped out by the fact that here in the state of Indiana, we still allow straight ticket voting. And he was helped out by that massively. That helped catapult him way, way above Jeff Maurer. But it wasn't just Jeff he was facing. He was also facing a Democrat challenger. Destiny Wells. Now, she wasn't my pick, but I would have picked her over Diego. If it was between Destiny and Jeff, I wanted Jeff to win. If the race is between Diego and Destiny, I want Destiny to win. And she didn't even come close. It's interesting to me that this could happen because... With all of the ways to get information out there, it seems like it didn't even matter what the information was. People just walked in and mindlessly selected the straight party vote. And that's why, folks, I say on all of my postings, anytime I'm talking about this, I say we need to get educated before we get involved or before we get active you always hear these people out here saying we need to get active we need to get active you need to get out and vote get out and vote get out and vote i never just say we need to get out and vote 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 i always say we need to get educated and then we need to get out and vote number one we need to know that an educated person and I, I'm going to say this, and this is going to make some people mad, I'm sure, but I'm, I'm going to stick with it. An educated person does not vote. Boop! Straight ticket voting. If you want to go and you want to vote for all of the Republicans on the ballot, that's fine. Go through the hassle of flipping through the five pages and select Republican in all races. Now, I'm willing to say... And I'll even go as far as saying somebody who just votes for all Republicans is not doing so with an educated mind. I don't care what you do in life. I don't care how smart you are. Just going and selecting everybody that has a Republican behind their name, well, that's, that's not very smart. Because in Henry County, there's no way... No way that Travis Lyle would have won the Henry County trustee. Not with the background that this gentleman has. 
There's no way. The, the Henry Township trustee handles lots and lots and lots of money, and they're supposed to work with the people in the community that, that don't have very much, and they're supposed to be you know, awarding out this money and helping pay for bills and doing all of that, helping pay for uh, fire protection of the unincorporated areas of the township. Dealing with lots of money, dealing with lots of finances, dealing with lots of paperwork surrounding this. You're not going to give a person that is completely blind the keys to the car to drive the car. You're not going to give the person who is horrible with money, is in debt, who's filed bankruptcy and has done all of this craziness, you're not going to give that person the keys to the bank and say, okay, run the bank. And I feel like that's what people did here. He didn't win because he was the better candidate. He won because he had the R behind his name. I've heard some people say, we need to take the R and D off the ballot. We need people to go down, and if you're going to not be educated about who these candidates are, and you're going to pick just one person over the other, then you should at least do it over how pretty their name looks on the ballot, rather than the R or D behind their name. And I was like, no, I'll, I'll do one better. We need to take the names off the ballot, and we need to have people just go ahead and vote. Well, governor... R or D. Secretary of State, R or D. Sheriff of the County, R or D. Because that's exactly what we're doing. That's how it is now. It's like the names aren't even on the ballot. And I, I, earlier, when I gave my, my disclaimer, like I often do, when I say I'm a quote-unquote conservative, constitutional conservative, right-leaning libertarian, I noticed in this election... I noticed that I do that because I often say I support Democrats. And I, I, I noticed I've done that out of shame. Because I have people that listen to this, and in the past I've wanted to make sure people know that I'm not liberal. I want people to know that I'm not Democrat. And while, yes, I still very much say I do not like the crazed woke agenda this crazed liberal ideology that is taking over america or attempting to take over america attempting the war to push for the for supremacy here in america i am not for that at all i will stand against that and i will stand for freedoms and for everyone being able to be the best persons that they can be and be free in your choices and free in your life. That's what I stand for. To me, that is conservatism. It's not what Mike Pence says it is. It's not what J.D. Prescott says it is. It's not this being afraid of communicating, being afraid of debating with Democrats. I'm not afraid to debate with anybody. I'm not afraid to get up and speak and, and to talk and to, to tell you where I stand. If I am, I shouldn't be here. And if they are, they shouldn't be there. It's, to me, being conservative means 
freedom and wanting freedom for everyone else. That being said, being Republican or Democrat to me doesn't mean anything. I know so many Republicans that I wouldn't call Republican or I wouldn't call conservative. So many. And I know so many Democrats that to me don't seem like Democrats. So I'm done with the Republican Democrat bullshit. Just about as much as I am the straight ticket. And we're going to have to examine that. I've talked about that in some live shows. I've talked about that on, matter of fact, some of the per productions that we've done with the, the, the Bastards of Politics. In order to change the straight party voting, we need to not put pressure on the elected officials. We need to put pressure on our fellow citizens. The way we're going to change it is, I can say it really simply, and then I'll get back to my point. We need to put pressure on fellow, our fellow citizens... We need to wake people up all over in our cities, our counties, our towns. And once we have a massive network of citizens, then we need to put pressure on our state elected officials. We can get so many people riled up to watch a TV show. We can get people lined up and ready to a call to action to, to complain or to call in or to say something about a, a new Adidas shoe that comes out or about a commercial that's on TV or people will call in and go through all of the time and trouble and even spend money to, to call and vote on American Idol or, or other The Voice or other programs like that. But we can't get people riled up to the point where they will have a call to action over something as important as this. That's insane to me. So that's what we need to do. And until we can figure out a way to do that, I guess I'll just be left bitching about it. We'll all just be left bitching about it because the people that we currently have in office, they're not going to do anything to fix it. They're not going to do shit to change that because it benefits them. So we'll have to suffer through with it and, and try to wake people up day in and day out, week in and week out. We're going to have to just try to wake people up and build the army. That's how we change that. But getting back to the point that I was making before I even got into that, on... The Friday after the election day was Veterans Day, November 11th. And Destiny Wells, the Democrat candidate running for Indiana Secretary of State, made a Facebook post. She is a veteran. She said, it's funny to me how many people have messaged me today saying, thank you for your service. Or they've told me out in public, I, however they know, I don't know if she wore a button or something, but these people would tell her, thank you for your service, thank you for your service. And she said, I literally could put my uniform on and walk down any main road in Indiana, or probably America today, and I could be patted on the back, I could be shaking hands, people would be saying, thank you for your service, trying to buy my meals showing me love and support for what I have done for this country. Meanwhile, those same people 
just four days before would look down their nose at me. They would turn the other way. Some would spit on the ground if I came around because I chose to run as a Democrat. And that made me think. I, while I'm not one of those people, I would talk to a Democrat. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to veer away from talking to anybody. I'm never going to just spit on the ground. Even if it's somebody that's crazed on the other side, I will engage with them. So for those people that are that close-minded, man, people, you really need to get control of it. If, if, if you're that closed off that you won't even talk to the other side, you, you don't fully believe what you think you believe. I, I, I think that's the problem. You should be willing to engage, willing to try to change their mind. What if you could win that person over? What if you could be the voice that makes the difference? That's, that's how I look at it. But that being said, I thought about this, and I have supported so many Democrats, not because they've been Democrats, but because they've been the right choice. So moving forward, I'm not going to be talking about this Democrat over this Republican, or this Republican over this Republican, or this Libertarian over this Democrat, or over this Republican. I am solely going to be looking at the person, and I'm going to be talking about their name, because to me, both the Republicans and the Democrats, they suck. The party, team sport aspect of it, it sucks. It's no good. It's broken, and it's designed to beat us all down and to keep us fighting each other on bullshit. I don't know how many people I've heard say to Audie, oh boy, I would have voted for you, Audie, a friend of mine, Audie Barber, who ran as a Democrat in Delaware County Council. I, I don't know how many people I've heard say, oh, I would have voted for Audie if only he was a Republican Audie's the kind of person I want in there. And I'm like, wait a minute. So he's the kind of person you want in there. You would have voted for him if he wasn't a Democrat? Like, I don't get it. Meanwhile, Diego Morales is the Indiana Secretary of State-elect and Travis Lyle is the Henry County Township Trustee-elect in Henry County. It blows my mind that we allow straight ticket voting and team sport mentality in politics to select our candidates for us. We must Stop that nonsense. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I have for you for this episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sticking around. Thank you for clicking and listening to this episode. We're going to get back into more intense 
looks things and 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 a full episode of content in the future i needed to talk to you about why i haven't been here and i needed to talk to you about the bastards of politics so i apologize that the first half of this program was about that but moving forward next week and beyond you can anticipate the same kind of content that you have grown to be accustomed to and to love here at Perception is Reality. And I will do my best to get it out to you on Tuesdays. Sometimes it might be Wednesday. But I'm not going to go weeks and weeks and weeks without content. I thank each and every one of you. Please share the show with everyone you know. Remind folks that this podcast, Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, can be found on all podcast hosting sites, all of them, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and on and on and on. We obviously can be found at the home link, perception.fireside.fm. And we release content every Tuesday and or Wednesday, but every week from this point forward. Please, please, please share the show with everyone you know. Remember, you can get in contact with me via Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Bilbrey318, or that's Christopher H. Bilbrey on Facebook. You can also email me at khbilbrey, B-I-L-B-R-E-Y, at gmail.com. I love to talk to you. Love to hear from you. You can also text or call the show at the studio number 765-546-9796. I am going to leave you with just a quick clip of the latest episode of The Bastards of Politics. I hope that you give us a look-see over there. You can find that, The Bastards of Politics, on YouTube at the YouTube channel, The Bastards of Politics, by typing that up in the search bar. You can also just simply find us by typing youtube.com forward slash at sign The Bastards of Politics, all one word, youtube.com forward slash at The Bastards of Politics, all one word. And you can also find that audio performance on all podcast hosting platforms, all the ones that you can find this show on, or the home link, The Bastards, all together, thebastards.fireside.fm. Again, that's thebastards.fireside.fm. Listen to this clips reel of the last episode of The Bastards of Politics. You guys take care of yourselves, be safe, and God bless. I'll look forward to talking to you all again real soon. You bastards! Give me the Secretary of Defense in here. Still drops his whole entire pants and underwear. When you talk to me on the phone, and it sounds like this, I'm in the bathroom. That's when you do your best thinkings in the bathroom. Making phone calls and talking to high-level cabinet members while he was on the toilet. And just continue. Oh, yes. Uh, Come on, guys. Grow up. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) So, uh, besides that... No growing while we're talking about that. Uh, Good. Obviously, the election is still going on. It's kind of hard to believe that we're almost into the new election. The old election is still going on. Maybe it will get to a point, maybe not our generation, maybe our kids' generation, where they're like, it just crashes and burns, and they have no choice but to do something. Maybe, Maybe it has to happen.
and it sucks that we're experiencing it at this point, but just maybe it's, it's gonna crash and it's gonna burn and maybe our grandkids will be the re-founding fathers and daughters of this country. My thoughts on this are, oh good, the interest is such a huge problem because there are people who get these student loans and like, well, I can pay off this amount of money, but the interest gets so out of control that you're just paying interest and it gets to feeling insurmountable for people and overwhelming. It can't be a dude, no! <laughs> it's what? a profession! He's a professional, it's not no. a, a weird thing. You, you took <laughs> that let, let and absolutely... All, let me hide all these sharp objects no. real quick. I was like gonna be like, I wonder who, what woman is getting that job, and Brandon's like, that's just a dude with long fingernails. It's on one hand. <laughs> no, it's the dude that I'm having a problem with. It's a, he's a professional. It's not. It's like a. It's like getting a massage from a dude, right? There's nothing wrong with that. It moves. He's a professional. It moves. It moves. <laughs> it's funny that anger is like the biggest motivator to get people in politics, and we see that every election. It's like they're taking your abortion rights. Get out there and vote. It's like, well, now I'm pissed. Now I'm gonna vote. I wasn't going to, but now I'm pissed. It's like anger is the biggest motivator to get people in, which is disappointing. It should be like passion and excitement for being part of the process, but... People think you're stupid for that. My um, money and I need it now. <laughs> I need it now. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that he was dead, so when I found out that he wasn't today, that blew my mind. Maybe he is dead, but he's still leading the Democratic Party. Since they were vague on their details, like that challenge comes up, they go, okay, we'll, we'll put an opt-out in. I feel they force us into these bad situations. Oh, you don't want to help these young people? Oh, you're against student debt? Then, oh, you're a bad person because these people need our help. And if you don't go with it, and there's always another agenda behind it. And that's my real question. What's their agenda behind it? And it's to buy more votes. And I think there's other things we can do. We can make, instead of just straight up paying off people's debt, we can make their debt like 100% tax deductible. There's still quote unquote leadership on both sides. We the most actually mature podcast there is. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.